Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas in time for another Texas Homegrown Music and I'm so glad you decided to join us again. I've got a guest today that uh, I found out about. She's in the Austin music scene and been traveling all over the country for years. She's got several albums out of her own, but she's got a really cool thing that she's doing and has done for the last 15 years called Girl Guitar Austin. It's for 21 and up. And if you're a woman that wanted to learn how to play and express yourself in guitar, she's put it together and been successful in such a way to bring music to people that, you know, usually they'll start a little bit younger, but I love it because they're passionate about it at that point. And so uh, I want to get to that very quickly because I want you to hear about how she's done it and how successful it's been. And maybe it's something that you could start in your area. You never know. So we'll get to it right now. But before we do, I want to sing a song for you of my latest record. And this is called Don't Bring Me Down. It was written by my good friend Andy Timmons, who also has a new record coming out in a few weeks. So check it out, Andy Timmons. And uh, I know that um, we've got so many different kinds of artists on this show. And that's what I love about Texas Homegrown Music, because it's all great people that have done and found a way to express themselves here in Texas. And I love it. And I love bringing them. So I won't take any more time. We're going to do Don't Bring Me Down, and I'll be back with Mandy Bowers.
Throne Music with my guest from Austin, Texas, Mandy Rowden. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, um, you know, I feel really bad. And I, I tell you, the one great thing I love about doing the show is being an artist. You know, a lot of times we're just out gigging and not really able to see and, and really get to know a lot of other Texas artists unless we're playing festivals together or somehow we're, we're grouped together. But this has been so great for me. And reading about you, girl, I I feel like I've missed out by not having you in my life for the last how I think you've been playing, what, 20 years to two decades at least. Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad that I don't know who you are, but I'm so excited to get to know you. And I'm I'm going to hopefully call you my friend after this um, after this segment, because I think you are a, just a good human. Just everything I read about you, I'm excited to get to know you. Wow. Well, thank you. Um, I'll try to live up to it. But um, but yeah, it's, it's really good to be here. And you're right. It's it's weird how we can get so busy and kind of misconnecting with each other. So I know a lot of musicians and there's still so many I don't know. So this is this is a cool connection. Thank well, you yeah. There's a lot of us in Texas, that's for darn sure. So uh, one of the things that just really, really lit me up was when I found out that you had this girl guitar um, in Austin. And I wanted you to talk about that before we do anything else, because I don't want to lose any time. I think it's a spectacular thing that you started. And I love that you have invested in all this girl power down in Austin and got girls playing guitar together. So tell me about what was the impetus for it. And you guys are celebrating 15 years, which is just wonderful. I love it. So tell me about it. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's the story's funny, but it's not usually what people expect. Um, I wish that I'd masterminded this entire thing that I'd foreseen where it was going to go and how much it was going to affect people. And I could take credit for all that. But what really happened is that, um, I guess about 15 and a half years ago, I moved to New York city and, uh, did a little stint there, had some fun, whatever, got broke, came home. Um, it was the holidays. I couldn't find a job and my cell phone got cut off and I was desperate to just pay my stupid phone bill. So I threw together a class of women, um, to teach them guitar. I'd been teaching violin and piano to little kids for a long time at this point, but, um, I was eager to try something a little more social, a little more fun and laid back for me. Um, it was the MySpace days. And so with zero thought oh, wow. whatsoever, okay. I threw the name Girl Guitar onto this MySpace page and started advertising this class. And I somehow got enough people to, to for the class to make and to uh, pay my phone bill. <laughs> and that was as far forward Yay. as I was thinking at that point. But what you know what I kind of love that it was that, that it wasn't forethought. No, it was super organic. In fact, several years later, Austin Woman magazine did an article on me, and the headline, like the title of the article, was "The Accidental Entrepreneur," <laughs> which made me laugh because <laughs> it made me sound like kind of a idiot. But it's exactly what happened. I I've always felt like I just sort of dumb lucked my way into the perfect job for me. I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. And I love it. After that first six weeks, um, we had so much fun that everybody wanted to continue and they wanted to bring their friends. And um, then we had to, uh, you know, grow to different levels of guitar. And then we added songwriting and we eventually added band classes, which has been a huge part of what we do. Just like a rock camp for women. You can play drums or 
bass or sing or, oh my God, it's a, it's a freaking blast. I'm in fact, I'm, I'm leaving here in a few minutes to go work with a uh, all women Beatles cover band. We're about to rock out some drive my car all together for the rest of the night. Oh and man. I don't know. It's, like, it's, you know? it's so fun. That is so um, fantastic. And, um, you, you, I, I read somewhere too, that you, uh, I read about how you moved back to Austin. You, I, I do remember that now. I read in an article about the whole phone bill thing. It's not. It's not hard to to get broke in New York. Obviously, we all, all of us that have spent any time there at all understand. You know, I mean, you know, I, five, five roommates, and you're still trying to make um, rent because <laughs> it's so expensive. Oh yeah, but and I was um, partying and whole time. So, well, are you a native Texan? I am. I was actually born in Plano, not too far from you, where you are, I think. Um, oh, yeah. And I bounced, bounced around Texas a little bit, lived, uh, did high school, did high school. I, I talk about it like I was doing time or something um, in Sulphur Springs, which is not too far um, east of Dallas. But then I hightailed it out of East Texas and uh, went to college in San Marcos. It's what was then Southwest Texas State. And then I was playing music and I just naturally gravitated into Austin. And minus my little stint in New York, that this is where I've been. It's where I'll be. And um, so tell me, you you started playing instruments when you were really young. I think I read that you brought you were brought up playing classical music with piano and violin and all the basics there, and um, and and picked up guitar a little bit later. And beyond that, you're I mean you're just a, a instrumental virtuoso because I saw you're you're playing everything. And now that I know you have um, band band camp at the girl guitar um i would imagine that it's got to be really it's it's got to be so rewarding for you to take these women into this room and let them really learn to create um and and express themselves in so many different genres of music oh it's hugely rewarding um i mean i know how good it feels for myself um to play music and being a little bit um short attention span like I am. I love to be able to swap instruments. Um, and so to share that with other people is really cool. And it always has been, but it's shown up particularly over the last two years where um, I've had just countless people tell me over and over and over again that uh, the one thing that COVID and the rest of the stuff going on couldn't touch was when they walked in the door and picked up their guitar or sat down with us on the drum kit or began to sing or whatever, you know, all that other stuff fell away and all we're doing is just making music and you can't ruin that. <laughs> and uh, that kind no. of thing. And they would tear up telling me this and I feel it when I, it is just, it's pretty powerful. So there's something, there's something real special about it. And, and it's become even more necessary to us recently. Well, you so know, there's sure a you lot understand. of girl power out there. I, I do. There's a lot of girl power whenever you have the synergy of a bunch of girls getting together. And so, and so what I what I really think and, and I'm sure that you probably have experienced is some of these women that it kind of gave them an opportunity to come out of their comfort zone and do something that maybe they thought they wanted to do all along, but they didn't know how to get started and who to go to. And they they you know, they felt like who's going to understand that I have this thing inside of me, but I don't really know how to do it 
and you who are just this accomplished musician, musician, a touring musician that's, um, you know, you, I think I read somewhere you've got like six albums out now that you've released. Is that right? I've got four of my own. I've played on, on many, but four under, under the name Mandy Rowden. Yeah. And, um, and when I started listening to your music, the genre goes from, um, there's some country in there. There's some definite rock. There's some, some soul in there and, and certainly folk music. Where, where do you think you lie? And do you, I, I hate labels, but what, where do you feel like you're, um, you know, you, you are most of the time? Well, yeah, labels are such a tough thing. I don't know, but I'll give you the, the label stew that I tell everyone else, I guess. Um, I'm often compared to Lucinda Williams and Sheryl Crow, which I take as huge compliments because um, that has, Absolutely. like you say, the folk, the country, the rock, the whatever. Um, but I also grew up in a pretty religious environment. So there's a lot of gospel in my background. And uh, I don't intend to write gospel, but sometimes that stuff comes out anyway. So I think that's where the soul influence might sort of exist there. Um but man, I just listen to like a super wide range of stuff and I don't like to pigeonhole myself, although I'll contradict it and say if people just want to keep comparing me to Lucinda Williams, I'll take that all day long. That's totally cool. No doubt. Um, I do like yeah. some really loud rock and roll guitars, though. I really like that. <laughs> Well, and you've got some of them on your on your tunes, but I, I did notice um, on your lyrics, I could tell that you had some kind of a, a Christian background, a gospel background for sure, because um, you make reference to several things um, that let me know that you believe in a life hereafter and something beyond what we're seeing in this tangible world and in this existence that we're in now. And I think I read somewhere where you were brought up in a religious background. You know, it's funny you say that. I, okay, so I was brought up very religiously and I know the songs you're talking about and I can't really argue it it's just funny how that stuff kind of works its way into your psyche because I've really done my very best to become a full-on heathen since I've <laughs> since I busted out of that um and, and I'd like to be clear because I'm treading on thin ice here I'm not um disdainful for all religion by any means i'm disdainful towards this one super crazy kind that i came out of <laughs> so um anyway but we going a little too deep but air. <laughs> no. <laughs> no we have something in common we have something else in common well i want to i want to share your music really quickly because i want people to hear exactly what i'm talking about when i say i can't believe that i've missed out on this all these years because i i love your style i love what you do and of course i'm a big lucinda williams fan and who didn't like cheryl crow i mean when in the in the mid 90s when she was just really hitting hard with all um you know the girl power of being up there and doing what they said women couldn't do she was breaking all those records mm -hmm. but um i want to play let me in i love that song i love how it makes me feel and i love uh the thought behind it of you just saying hey man if you it, it, let me in let me let's let's try this thing you know open up and let me in so i'm gonna play that song for our listening audience right now and when we come back i want to talk about your new record that you just released a year ago and i said 
say new because when we released anything in 21, it's new in 22 because we still didn't get to go out and do the touring like we normally do. So if you're just listening, this is Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas, and I've got Mandy Rowden on, and she's got some really great music I want to share with you. And this song right now is called Let Me In. And when we come back, we're going to talk about her newest recording called Parachute and about more about girl guitar and all that she's doing in the Austin music scene right here on Texas Homegrown Music. And we'll be right back. just released um it's just been a little little under a year i guess um that you released parachute and and i want to talk about it now as a new record because 21 2021 still didn't have everything open we still weren't able to get out and really push things so it's still new to most people right now and now you're going to be able to hopefully get out and and sing sing some of those thank songs, and I know we're going to play a couple of them. But tell me about the the journey for that album, and what you know, what was your goal? What were you what were you trying to do? Well, um, it started as a single. I recorded the song "Parachute," 
uh, and just basically had such a great time working with that producer that uh, we went ahead and just, I think started we started writing. with the second single, but then COVID hit and uh, all of a sudden I had some time on my hands and I just, you know, my head was going to explode if I didn't kind of create something or what. So we just got together in the studio um, and did the COVID dance with masks and staying in separate rooms. And, um, you know, we flew in the drums. So he was never in the studio with us. Warren Hood played one fiddle track on it, which was super cool. And besides that, the producer and myself played every instrument on the album. He played a lot of the bass. I played some of the bass. But then um, because we couldn't, you know, rally a bunch of people like we might normally do, I ended up playing every single guitar track on the album, which I'm incredibly proud of. I played all the rest of the violin. Um, I played all the piano. I did the mandolin work. Um, I even played this thing called a cavacano, which I'd previously never heard of. It's like a a Brazilian ukulele kind of. um. (laughs) So we just got creative and crazy and, you know, desperate times, I guess. Um, So it was a really interesting project. I've always wanted to do a record where I play most of the stuff, but um, in a city like Austin, it's kind of hard to justify. I always feel like there's somebody stronger. I can, you know, there's so many great musicians here. It's just, um, I don't know, maybe I get greedy. I want them all on my records. And so uh, this is the first time I've really gone this far. But when you hear Parachute, you're hearing me almost exclusively. Um, Not counting the drums and some of the bass. That's pretty much all me. Which I'm incredibly proud well. Of. I'll be honest with you. Paras- Parachute is is definitely my favorite track on the record, and I think I read that you is this is this a song about you and your significant other? It is. It's a Schmoopy love song. It's so embarrassing. No, we love <laughs> Schmoopy love songs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you guys been together? Yeah. Oh man, I think we're going on eight years now. So we're old timers. Kudos to you. Is he a musician as well or what? Yeah, yeah, he's a guitar player too. And just an all around good dude. We met uh, partying at the Horseshoe Lounge on South Lamar here in Austin, which was kind of like the cheers for, for a lot of the musicians down here in our neighborhood in South Austin. Um and so uh, we were friends for a long time. And then, you know, stuff happens. And <laughs> then now we're romantic and I'm writing songs about him. And uh, the rest is history, I guess. I, I, I know so. all about that. I've, I think I've told the story a few times that, yeah, my husband and I, um, I, I actually hired him to be in my band. And I was in a relationship. He was in a relationship. And six months later, we were not in relationships and we were dating each other and the rest is history but um i always mm-hmm. i always like to find out what it's like because i know it's so hard to have a relationship with someone that doesn't understand a musician's head and heart in um and mm-hmm. so for me it works because he's also a musician and understands it. it's not something that we do mm-hmm. it's actually just who we are and we can't exist in this world yeah. without doing it because we feel like we're not we're not doing what we were born to do. You feel that way? Yeah, I can relate. Oh, yeah, I totally relate. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but uh, I always think couples should be on the same page with their substance abuse. <laughs> you know, like drinkers got to date drinkers and potheads got to date potheads and, and this kind of thing. And uh, it's kind of the same, like a musician and a, I don't know, like a, a I just, I could never date like a finance guy or something like our schedules would never 
just start start with the schedules. It would never work. So, yeah. Well, so much um, more than just that that wouldn't work, um, Mandy. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you know, it with that one. <laughs> we are... Our, our lives. Well, you're, but you're now gigging, like you're, do, you're playing, um, you're basically gigging during the day when you're teaching and playing music at your school and, and mm-hmm. with the, with the girls and then you're, um, moonlighting at night for gigs, um, which I hope I get to see you play sometime soon because, um, you know, I, again, I feel horrible that I haven't heard of you before now, but I'm going to be one of those stalker fans when I, when, when I come out and see you and you'll know, you'll know I'm there. I promise. (laughs) No, I want you to tell me about the record and tell me about some of the other songs that have real meaning to you and what, you know, what it is that you wanted to share and what you wanted to accomplish. I, I, I think that COVID was good for you because, I think you were born to do this, obviously, and now you have a record where you played almost all of it. I mean, how mm-hmm. how significant is that for you? I mean, it's got to be just such a great feeling to know that you've gotten to this place where you could put out something like this and not have to have all these other musicians mm-hmm. play on it. You know, there's a lot to this record that kind of ties in with what you just said. Um, you know, we talked about parachute and the schmoopy love song aspect of things because my personal life has settled in a way that it was not on some previous records. <laughs> um, and there are a couple of songs in there that are along those lines, but also being able to play all the music and um, also just kind of reaching a certain age where angst isn't so present in everything I do. Um, I think it might all be a little bit summed up with one of the tracks on the album called Peace, where I used to have none. And this is a little bit with one of these gospel oh, yeah. sounding tunes, but um, the hook line is just, I've got peace where I used to have none. And it's, it's, a, it's very simple, but it's pretty powerful to me. Um, you hope you reach that point and at least for now you know fingers crossed knock on wood whatever you, i'm very much at that point a lot of things have come together for me well did you um i, I and i'm only saying this because you kind of referenced it a little bit about how you think you should date someone like that did you ever have a substance abuse problem oh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was just a, a raging garden variety wino for a long time. Um, and it's not something I even mess with anymore. So that's why I kind of laugh. I knocked all that off. But yeah, yeah, I've got a, a history of, um, yeah, I was I was a partier. <laughs> How do you even describe this? I partied. <laughs> um so, yeah, I guess I do have some experience with that. I've come out on the other side much wiser and a lot smarter and with far less headaches than I used to have. But, um, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I without just exposing everybody to everything, do, do you feel like because of that you have a better understanding for people that go through that and have that? And do you think that for you it was? Oh, um 100%. Um, I don't claim to be proud of everything I did in my drinking days. But I think the value of experiences is to be able to relate with other people. Um, And I have a lot of that experience to relate (laughs) now. So I say it all the time. I, you know, I've got no room to judge that person. I've been right there. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I, I interviewed a lot of people and certainly in this, in the music business that have gone through some substance abuse 
problems for sure. And I think it's not hard to do. We're in bars all the time. And, you know, it's it's kind of like most of the time when we get hired, this is so sad, but most of the time when we get hired to play in a club, what do they want you to do? They want you to get people to drink and drink a lot. And so it's kind of hard not to do that. Um, it's kind of hard not to drink if you're trying to get everybody else to drink. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of a catch oh, twenty two. Exactly. And and so um, you know it's an easy it's an easy thing to get caught up in. But I'm I'm happy to hear you say you can talk about it and you don't regret it and that you got you came out of it okay and you're and it's it's something you can say yeah I went through those times and I made it through and I'm on the other side and everything is cool and. <laughs> you know no no major setbacks in your life from it and uh and I'm, I'm happy to hear that but what you have gotten out of it is a lot of experience and some great lyrics for great songs and uh you're you know you've been you've been really touted a lot as being a great songwriter have you written songs for other people and do you want to do that is that anything that you that you desire to hear other people playing your songs and record your songs um that's a great question i mean um I've put very little thought into that, but the answer is yes, that'd be amazing. What a great compliment. And then from a business perspective, I think it's sort of a given that that's one of the places where the financial success can lie is in getting a, a bigger artist to pick up a song. So yeah, of course, that would be amazing. Um, but it's not something I've actively sought out. So I, you know, I can't be too disappointed that nothing like that's happened yet. One thing that I've gotten to do with my songwriting that I'm incredibly proud of and think is really powerful is working with a nonprofit organization called Songs for the Soul, where I'm hired, I'm brought on uh, and paired with oncology nurses to help put their stories into songs. And um, that's an amazing process. Um, I could talk about I that think a lot. I bet. What was the song? Which was the which song was it that you wrote for them? I read that in an interview somewhere. You had a specific there's song. one. Mm -hmm. There's a song on on my album when that day comes. The song is called Pecosita, and it's I wrote it with a nurse in northern New Mexico. The program started in Santa Fe, so I went up to Santa Fe. I was paired with this nurse, um, and this is what the. Uh, the, she, she wrote about a patient who has passed away and this is what he called her. And she wrote this story about him and how he had stuck with her all these years. It had been like, I don't know, eight or 10 years since he had passed, but he was always kind of there with her. And, um, it was just a really, really powerful thing to, to get to write with her and to record that song. And the, the whole process was just really, really amazing for, um, legal reasons. I'm not allowed to perform most of those songs, but I managed to get clearance on, on Pecosita. So I was able to, to use that one because it's actually done through like, uh, well now it's done through the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. So we're actually hired through like a research grant. And I hope I'm saying all this correctly. I might have my terminology wrong, but these aren't just songs that I'm allowed to go like blabbing off to everybody. They're incredibly personal and they're, they're, they're part of the therapeutic process. For 
Well, we've already seen how um, art and how healing, how much healing can be done through music and art. And, um, you know, there's now there's actual degrees for this in college now for music therapy and art therapy. Mm-hmm. And so you've been a part of that. How wonderful and what a beautiful thing, yeah. Mandy, to be a part of. Well, I want to share a beautiful thing right now. I want I want our listening audience to hear the song Parachute. Um, this is definitely one of my favorites, and it really shows it really shows the depth of your voice and I love where your voice lies in this song and it's just so beautiful and um, and now that I know it's a smooshy love song about you and your sweetheart it makes it even more <laughs> special so for all of you out there I know you're going to enjoy it you're listening to, to Maylee Thomas right here on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest Mandy Rowden and this is her song Parachute from the it's the title track of her album called Parachute and I definitely think you need to go down and and buy it, download it. Of course, I'd, I think I'd rather you buy it than download it because I know you'll get a little bit more money if you do. But whatever. I know all of us just want to get our music out there. So um, I'm going to come back with Mandy in just a minute. But we're going to listen to Parachute right now. And we'll be right back right here on Texas Homegrown Music. In the game of life, some things are fun, some are not. Oh, 
Well, we're back with Mandy Rowden, and we're talking about um, some shows that she's got coming up. And I know she's got one coming up in Lukenbach in May. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, Lukenbach. Um, Lukenbach, like, Texas, baby. Who doesn't want to go there? <laughs> everybody's favorite place to be. And um, yeah, I've been going out there forever, and I've, I've played out there with other bands. Uh, but this will actually be the first time to play out there my own music. So um, I'm really excited for that. And, um, you know, knock on wood, we'll have the best weather ever because May can still be like that. It's an afternoon show um, and it would just be really cool to have folks around. I'll have several members of my band. I think we might be doing a little bit of a stripped down version of things, but we'll play all the stuff from all these records and some covers, just some good old, you know, Lukenbach party stuff because... Cause you got to, right? So um, what's it like yeah, when you go to a gig? Because you play so many different instruments. What do you take? What do you actually take to a gig? <laughs> I'm really interested, Mandy. Because oh I, I, I read the list. It's a plethora of instruments from piano, bass, guitar, um, mandolin, harmonica, violin, fiddle. Because there is a difference. <laughs> Tell me, what is it? What, what does it look like on your side of the stage? <laughs> well, it just all depends on how much energy I have. When I plan a show, it's everything. I'm going to have it all and it's going to be so cool. And then like as it gets closer and closer, I pare it down and then I get out the door with just an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Um, <laughs> most of the time, uh, it's acoustic guitar and fiddle. Those are my main go-tos. If I have time and energy and space for a third, I'll drag a keyboard because I like to do all my schmoopy piano songs and my Neil Young stuff and, and all of that. But, um, yeah, I don't tend to, I don't gig a lot on mandolin. The harmonicas are always there, I guess. Um, I play bass a lot with other bands, but I don't do it in my own work very often. So, um, I don't play drums on my own stuff ever. I only do that with other people. So, uh, yeah, I would say that the hierarchy is guitar, then fiddle, then piano. When you say fiddle, did you, did you get into the whole bluegrass kind of genre for, at, at any time? Cause you know, I, I had to be, um, taught the difference between, uh, fiddle and, uh, violin. And I know you were classically trained and now you're saying fiddle. So you do do you think stylistically or a little bit more to the towards the fiddle side it's a gray area so somebody could probably argue my definitions here but because i really only ever improvise on it i think of it as fiddle you know like you're not going to come to one of my shows and hear any of my vivaldi concertos or anything like that (laughs) you're going to hear me just like uh doing solos and fills and licks and things on my own tunes um so for that reason i think of it as fiddle but um no in my next life i want to go full speed ahead into the world of bluegrass i want to know everything and i want to be a hot shot like that but to be honest with you i haven't really studied that i can fake a little bluegrass i could fake it for a short period but i'm i'm definitely not uh when you say fake it, my um, my experience has been when I talked to a lot of these, um, I had the Quaby sisters on not too long ago, and um, they were telling me that, you know, what they did was they to learn how to play. Most of the time, they just all sat around with all these other players and they just start improvising and they have to learn where you go and what key and how are you going to fill it in. And so um, and, and that's kind of the you know, that that's what you see when you think about blue 
bluegrass. You think about everybody coming together. And I love collaboration. And um, I can't tell you how many times I've been thrown into a show. And uh, it's a good thing I love collaboration because most of the time I'll get thrown into a show and I don't have any idea about the song. And I have to learn that term, when in doubt, lay out. <laughs> Yeah, I love that one. It's a very good term to know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I noticed that you talk a lot about collaboration, and obviously it's important to you because um, you, you started Girl Guitar and you're doing that. That's exactly what you're teaching all these girls how to do is to collaborate with one another and, and, and learn how to make music together in such a beautiful way. Do you play on other people's um or would you be open to playing on other people's material if they'd send oh, you yeah. tracks? Because, you know, we can flow oh, everything in now these days. Yeah. It's do you so hear easy. that? All um, you listeners yeah, out I there, do, you've yeah. got some great songs you want you want Mandy to play on. It's going to cost you a pretty penny, but I'm telling you, it would be awesome to have her play on your stuff. How do people get in touch with you and tell us about your social media? Well, um, I'm easy to find. MandyRowden.com is the hub for any of it. From there, you can find um, whatever, uh, I guess my Facebook, my Instagram. Uh, those are about all I really use when it comes to social media. Um, my music is all there, links to my Spotify and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. And if somebody did want to contact me, they could contact me through there. And I absolutely would play on anyone's record. I actually am producing a record for somebody right now. And um, hopefully in the future, produce more and more. I really enjoy that. And I'm playing a lot of this, a lot of the stuff on this particular album. So, so yeah, I just like, oh, I, I like doing all that. I love to hear parts. that you're producing. <laughs> I, um, I just mm -hmm. had Scarlett Deering on just recently. I don't know if you know Scarlett, um, Milo Deering's daughter and She's she's awesome. she's a she's great and she's producing she's starting to produce more and she again can play uh, several instruments and I I just found out it's like less than one percent of women producers in our in our country so we need more of you really yeah <laughs> come on now Mandy well, I love the producer hat for you get put it on girl yeah <laughs> it's something put that I'm on, really enjoying I'm kind of new at it. And I have to be careful about spreading myself too thin because that's something I do all the time. Um, but, you know, because along that line, I, I don't know if I told you, um, I'm getting a master's in music history right now. And the reason I'm bringing that up is that I'm starting to work on a thesis that's all about collaborating and what today's version of the oral tradition looks like. It's different now than it was when blues was coming up or, uh, you know, hillbilly music which turned into country all these things uh and so it's something that's just endlessly interesting to me and so i'm kind of like on the one hand living it over here with how much i teach and play and, and the producing side and all of that and then like i'm actually studying it in a really sort of brainy tedious way on the other side so um there's a lot there it's really interesting well, and if for all the girls that are listening, this the girls and women, if they were going to come down to Austin, how would they, you know, what? Tell me, do you have camps? Do you have drop-ins for girl guitar? What? Tell me what um, they can do about wanting to be a part of that. And do you have yeah. summer camps? Well, do you have things that they can sign up for? 
the backbone of girl guitar is made up of six week sessions. So like the bulk of what we do is more for locals. Um, definitely who can commit to six weeks, but we have a lot of weekend workshops and what we call drop-in classes. Um, we have drop-in picker circles and piano classes and, uh, often yoga. And, uh, we have a thing called a strum clinic because when you're learning guitar, nobody focuses on the right hand and oh, yeah. the left, you know, um, these kind of things. Um, so those are available to anybody. We don't currently have summer camps because about 99% of what we do is for grown up women. And we've only recently branched out into what we're calling teen girl guitar. So we slowly are opening the door to, to the youngsters. Um, but if anybody were interested in getting involved, I wasn't even talking like about wide open. We love having everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I wasn't um, talking about you. Yeah, so well, I was talking about, you know, get our, <laughs> get our girlfriends together and just, you know, hey, honey, I'm going to a uh, workshop. <laughs> you know, I'm, oh I've got to go well, to a seminar no, down it. in Austin for a week. <laughs> I mean, come on. Ooh. <laughs> just, we could know, absolutely. It, it's an educational workshop. <laughs> Well, I've so enjoyed yeah, talking about you, all Mandy. The- and um, so tell me, the, the website, is it girlguitaraustin.com or is it girlguitar? Girl tell me how they can Austin. find out about that. Perfect. Yeah, girlguitaraustin.com, so you-, you can get everything I just said. Yay. Well, we're going to close this show with you playing a beautiful song on piano by Neil Young. And I know most all of your records have had, you know, your own songs. And I know that this is a cover for you, but you do it so beautifully. And I wanted everybody to to hear you play, play piano. And um, I just got to say, I've really enjoyed getting to know you, Mandy. And I can't wait to meet you in person, give you a big hug and tell you, thank you so much for what you're doing for music and for women. And just for you know bringing something to light that i i don't know that i've heard of anybody else doing anything like this on your scale and you know for 15 years for you to build this like you have is a beautiful thing and i love that you started it out because you had to pay your phone bill and isn't it just like a woman to find a way to 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 get her to you know get her bills paid way outside of the ordinary I love that. So thank you so much for being on the show. (laughs) And um, so you guys be sure to check it out. Lukenbach, Texas on May the 7th. Is that what you said? That's it. May 7th, Lukenbach. So you guys make your plans to go to Lukenbach and hear Mandy. Where are you going to be at down there? Uh, There's only one place to be. (laughs) There's um, the the stage. There's only. (laughs) Have you been to Lukenbach? It's pretty simple to. Yeah, that's it. There you go. (laughs) You'll see us. We're there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to play this beautiful rendition of After the Gold Rush by Mandy. And when we come back, we'll talk about what's coming up on Texas Homegrown Music right here with Maylee Thomas. Well, I dreamed I saw the knights in armor coming, saying something about a queen. There were peasants singing and drummers drumming. in my 
leaves flying in the yellow haze of the sun. There were children crying in colors flying all around the chosen one. All in a dream, all in a dream, the loading had begun. Fly
good friends, Highway 31, a song called She Moves Me. And these guys are going to be with me on the Texas Homegrown Music Stage at TMR 26. The first weekend of June, Texas Music Revolution 26, right in my hometown of McKinney, Texas. And if you don't have your tickets, you better grab them now because I think the VIP tickets are almost sold out. So grab those tickets, Texas Music, that's TXMusicRevolution.com. Get your tickets and come say hi to me. I'll give you a big, warm Texas homegrown music hug. We'll have lots of music for you. We've got a great lineup this year. Tons of artists, 20 stages, people like Old Crow Medicine Show, Jack Ingram, Wade Bowen, Ray Wiley Hubbard, just to name a few. So don't miss out. A great weekend of music. Well, once again, I love this job and it's not even a job. It's a mission that I have to bring artists to you that maybe you haven't heard of. So I hope that uh, that she's one of them. And I, I just think Mandy's a beautiful soul. In fact, she's not just a great artist, but she is a woman that understands that this music lives on beyond our years and she's pouring into other people. So her love for music and people is going to live on forever. So thank you, Mandy, for doing that and believing that, you know, you really do want to share your gift with the world. And I know if you're an adult and you want to learn how to play guitar, go do it. Learn it now. You're, it's never too late. In fact, I heard a statistic the other day that if we would we'd just to find a way to continue to learn something every day, you're 48 percent less likely to ever have dementia. So I don't know about you. I'm going to try to learn something every single day. This is the one thing I've learned, that you get out of life what you put into it. And I love life. I'm going to close the show with my good friend, Leroy Parnell, a Texas icon and a song called Tied Up and Tangled. And I can hear my good friend, Etta Britt, singing in the background. And I just happened to see her husband last week, Bob, who is on tour right now with Bob Dylan. Remember to love life, people. You get out of it what you put into it. I want to thank Guitar Sanctuary and Tupps Brewery and, of course, Burris Injury Law for making this possible. We'll see you next time right here on Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas. Bouncing off the ceiling Climbing up the walls Are you gonna come and save me, babe? Are you gonna let me fall?